Amen. We're going to let the worship team go down and let the children be dismissed right now. <clears throat> Keep it very worshipful right now. I'd, we mixed it up a little bit today. I know that. I'm aware of that. It's okay. Let's just keep it worshipful as we move. I want to remind you while we're moving and getting settled again, that I issued a, a challenge. I'll call it a challenge. And um, I guess you could also call it the developing of a habit. Habit and a routine are two different things, even though they share some of the same characteristics. A routine is something that you have to do through discipline until a habit is formed. And that is reading our Bible. I'm not, I'm not um, challenging you to read your Bible through. I'm challenging you to read your Bible in such a way that, that you consume what you read. I said, Jeremiah last week said, he said, I, your word, your word came to me and I ate it. Like consuming his word and you can't do that through speed reading his word. And if you if, if the challenge is and it's a wonderful thing to read your Bible through, I've done it. But it's 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 not an easy thing because that encompasses until you get to the Psalms, basically around three chapters a day. And if you get behind, then it's catch up. And I'm just saying the only danger of that is that it can turn into speed reading session just to appease your conscience that I am on track. So I'm giving you a different assignment that I believe the Lord has given me, and it's Proverbs. Proverbs 31 chapters in Proverbs, 31 days in our longest month. So if we read, and this, this month starts off with 31 days. January 31st, January 31st, one chapter a day, and at the end of the month, we will have consumed the book of Proverbs, which was written by the wisest man that ever lived, Solomon, for the most part. Um, he wrote most of, of the Proverbs. So my challenge is to, to read um, a Proverbs a day, and if you're caught up to that, then today you should be on the 13th chapter. But I really feel compelled to go through Proverbs for a while. There will be times when we, when we have other things uh, going on, when I'll have people speak for me. If I'm away, if I'm out of town, if I can't be here, I'm not going to have them um, be where I'm at. I want them, it, maybe God just uses that to break things up. But for myself for a while, I'm going to be preaching to you out of, out of Proverbs. So my, my theme and my text is, is going to be centered around the Proverbs. That uh, Not that we're in reading, but as you read the Proverbs, and if you do this for a full year, I mean, if we're doing one a month, uh, reading the book once a month, in essence, by the end of the year, you will have read Proverbs through 12 times. And they say that, that you learn uh, something by doing it six to seven times. If you do it six to seven times, you've got it. So if, if we read Proverbs 12 times, we ought to really have it. And what better thing to have than the wisdom of God inside of us? Because Proverbs is all about wisdom. And it's how to live this life skillfully. Okay, And it's not just about knowledge. Knowledge is a part of that. But wisdom is skilled knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to apply his knowledge into my life, into my daily walk. And I need that, and you need that. And how much more do we need that than the day that we're living in right now? Amen? So I'm not going to start in uh, Proverbs. When I do, in a minute, in a few minutes, we're going to get there. I will be in Proverbs chapter 2. Last week we were in Proverbs chapter 1. This week we'll be in Proverbs chapter 2. 
So I want to start by reading a scripture that I didn't even give them at the back because I think you know this. But Jesus was asked in Mark chapter 12, uh, verses 28 through 30. I'm actually starting in 29. But he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said this. He said, the first of all commandments. So order. Order first. If he says first, there's a reason he says first. If he said 15th is, we would know it's down the line. But he said first is this. So I, I want you to get this. He said the first one is this, and then he gave you a little bit of a list. So, the, so order means something to him. The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. So I, I, I want to take that, and, and I want to pose a question to you this morning. This is what I've entitled this. Do you love the Lord with your heart? Do you love the Lord with all of your heart? It sounds like just like, oh, it's just going to be another run of a meal service. Uh, love the Lord with all your heart. Yeah, love, love, love. We get it. The body of Christ needs to love the Lord. God is love, 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 love. A whole lot of God and a whole lot of love gets preached this day in these days. But I'm telling you, it's going to go different. It's going to go deeper than, than just love. It's going to go way different than just a superficial love of him. Because I'm, I'm asking you, do you love him with all your heart? And you'll answer, you'll get the answer to that in a second. You'll get the answer to that in a second. You, you, you'll find out if that's really in you. And I, I want to mention this too. He says, the first commandment is this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. And then he gives the next thing. With all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. You see that? He said, here's the first commandment. And here's the first part of the first commandment. And it's your heart. Why? Because your heart is a particular part of your body that has to be tamed, has to be changed. Because all of these other things, your mind, your soul, your strength, they'll flow out of what's in your heart. It lines up with his word when he says, out of the heart flow the issues of life. Have you noticed how you can talk to somebody for just a few minutes and within a few minutes you'll know what's inside of them because it will have come out of them. And I want us to find out what Jeremiah says about that. So I've got to go to, to Jeremiah. So, so travel with me to there, Jeremiah, the uh, 17th chapter because it, it gives us something very compelling about the heart. So I want to love, love the Lord with all my heart. But the heart is a place of territory. The heart, if we're going to love him with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, I can promise you this. The heart is the first part of my territory that's going to have to be surrendered to him so that I can love him with my mind, my soul, and my strength. That it's it's going to take that because it's his order. He, he's the one that showed you the order right there. If you're going to get to the place where you love me with all of your strength, you're going to start with your heart. Because your heart is territory. Your heart is soil. Your heart, I know what's going on in you because your heart will tell me. It'll come out of your mouth what's in your heart. Your heart is compared to seed. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, soil. It, you, you, the soil, if you give, he says the good soil. If you give him soil, he'll put his seed in it and goodness will come out of it. And, and I'm telling you, he, 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 God, God shows us things he shows us things he reveals himself through his word i have to pray to capture it even though it's right there i have to fight for his word it's the only book that you'll ever read you'll have to fight to read it you'll you, you'll get so many interruptions because it's the only thing that's alive and the enemy can't stand for you to get it so Let's hear what Jeremiah said about it in the, in the 17th chapter, Jeremiah. It says this, The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. 
Judah is translated of praise. You could say, the sin of the people that should be praising me, and their name is praise. How would you like for your name to be praise and you weren't praising? I think if my name were praise, God would recognize whether I was praising him or not. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. With the point of a diamond, it is engraved on the tablet of their hmm, heart. And on the horns of your altars, while their children remember their altars and their wooden images by the green trees on the high hills. O my mountain in the field, I will give as plunder your wealth, all your treasures and your high places of sin within all your borders. And you even yourself shall let go of your heritage, which I gave you. And I will cause you to serve your enemies in the land which you do not know. For you have kindled a fire in my anger which shall burn forever. God's saying this. If you don't praise me, if your heart doesn't, doesn't belong to me, I will always recognize that. And I will always have anger for that. And that won't go away. If you don't praise me, you're my people. If my people don't praise me, who's going to? Right? I'll wake y'all up. If, if it's a football game and the home team ain't helping, you see players sometimes on the field, they look to the crowd, they're like, and all of a sudden, it helps them out. Well, that's a God principle. If my people won't praise me, then who will? He's expecting our praise. Okay? Thus says the Lord. Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. One translation says like a stunted shrub. In other words, you will never reach the potential I made you to be. And shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited blessed here's the contrast cursed is the man who trusts in man blessed is the man who trusts in the lord and whose hope is the lord for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and he will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. What he's saying right here, when trouble comes, you'll be okay. Because your roots went down. Because you did not lose contact with your source. Because you didn't search out something else. And anything else outside of God can never equal God. The heart, here's where I, this is what I wanted you to get. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. One translation says it's desperately sick. My heart, it, 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 it's sick. It, it's come down with something. It's not getting better. The heart is deceitful above all things. So, so think of all the things that could deceive you and then put the heart on top of it. And if you're thinking that anything else is deceptive, the heart is the most deceptive. And beware of yours. Beware when people say, just follow your heart. Isn't that just a common phrase? Just follow your heart. That's what I do. Just follow your heart. That's the dumbest advice anyone could, help, could, could tell you if you're going to listen to his word. The dumbest advice. Oh, just listen to your heart. Just whatever makes you happy. Danger. That's dangerous. So dangerous. I, the Lord, search the Lord. I test the mind. There's that order again. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Heart comes first. Heart comes first. I, I, I've told you guys this over and over. Your mind goes to a place and then you follow. I get that. But your heart is soil. I test the heart. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his 
doings according to the fruit of his doings, according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Your doings have consequences. You can do anything you want to. You can choose anything that you want to choose. But let me tell you what you can't choose. The consequences of your choices. You follow your heart all you want to, but you cannot choose the consequence of that. And if that's who you are and that's what you do, you'll always be facing consequences of your own doings, of your own ways. And that's what the Word says. And that's why it's true, because the Word says it. Now, let's switch over. Let's get into Proverbs chapter 2, and we're going to tie this thing together, okay? Proverbs chapter 2, we started with 1 last week, and in the very beginning, the second verse, it said, this is what Proverbs is about, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, and to receive the instruction of wisdom. So we, we talked about knowing it, perceiving it, and receiving it. And I told you this, what you receive has to do with how you perceive something. So you've got to perceive it the correct way, and that's what knowing it is. So if you know it's right, you'll perceive it in the right way, and then you will receive it. And then you'll be able to share what you know. And you need to know it, and you need to know that it's for you as well as it is for anyone that you tell about. Do you, know, understand, do you understand that the word that you give somebody else as instruction is for you too? And there's not another way around it. Anything else beside his word is a band-aid destined to fail. Okay? So chapter 2 says this. So, so we just talked about to know, to perceive, to receive. So chapter 2 says this. It says, my son, if you receive my words. So chapter 1 says to know it, to perceive it, to receive it. Chapter 2 says if you receive it. How about that? If. It's not just an automatic. It's not just an aim. It's not just you get it because you stood in line for it. No. If you receive it. No, perceive, receive. If you receive it, that's what chapter 2 says. If you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, if you receive, if, say this about a lot of scripture, if makes it conditional, conditional, you makes it personal, receive means action is required on your part, right? Treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. You're training yourself. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He stores up sound wisdom. I started getting into Proverbs in December. And by the time the new year rolled around, I had already told my wife, I said, I've already got a new year's word. God has already given it and given it to me. But I have recognized something. It's like, you, you know, when God gives you something. But as I've dove into Proverbs. It's like there's little nuggets and treasures all around now. It is, it, 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 it's like all I've got to do is, is think of a subject that may be troubling to me. And it's like his words, says, boom, 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 boom. Like, what do you want to see? What, it's like he's just saying, here, here. It's right here. It's my word. You find it right here in my word. I got it. And it's for you. It's for us. And we, for, we forfeit territory. In our lives. And we live in dry places when we should live in prosperous places in Him. And, and, and we, have, we have such 
parched places sometimes and, and, and don't feel like anything's going on inside of us. question is, have you been in His Word? Do you, have you ever been in His Word and then something happens and you get out of His Word and all of a sudden you're like, I, I, I don't feel like I'm hearing anything from, from God. Well, gee whiz, wonder why. There's a reason for that. His Word is our source. Okay? So, so got something I may or may not share with you. I, I got a little treasure right there. Some of you have seen it already. Some of you know what it is. It's treasure to me. It means something to me. It, it's kind of cool. It's something that I found on the ground. And when I saw it, it meant enough to me to pick it up. A couple of them were given to me. Most of them I found. I'll give you a big one so you can see. Let's see what that is. That's cool, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I got them all shapes, sizes, colors. That's just a rock to somebody. It means something to me. Somebody did that. And when I found it, I, those are little treasures to me. So I pick them up. So I'll tell you a quick story. We were, um, you can look at those if you want. Don't take them. They belong to me, all right? <laughs> I'm going home with all of them. They're mine. <laughs> so when we go to the beach every year, my wife, her favorite thing is to pick up shells. One day as we're out there picking up shells, because I, I love it, it's so relaxing. And Kenzie, our daughter, she was so much like her mom in that. And she loved to pick up shells. They would, they would even sit there when, they, when, they, when they're sitting there uh, in their chairs. Their feet are digging and their hands are digging. they just always digging up and, and got a little collection. We've got years of our collections. Well, we're crazy like that, I guess, but that we got that. One day, we were on the, the, the strand, and, and this lady walks by, and like right beside me, she picks up a shark tooth, and I mean, it's, it's as big as one of those biggest rocks right there. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Mastodon, you know. It wasn't that, but it was big, and I was jealous all of a sudden, and she was jumping up and down and so happy, and she happened up on it because it washed up right by me. And she's just right there. I heard her yell, and she took off running with it to show it to her family. But I saw it when she went by. I was like, oh, my goodness. Then I see another guy out there who's meticulously walking. And then all of a sudden, I'll see him get down and, and pick up, and then he'll go on. And I go, and he says, hey, I got, I said, what do you got? He says, I got shark teeth. And he shows me he's got a handful of them. I said, you just pick them up? He said, yeah. He said, they're all over the place. And I had been looking through shells, shells, shells. We're picking up shells, and I'd never seen a shark's tooth, and I'd never seen one that I could pick up. And then he started telling me strategically. He started explaining to me how to find this treasure. And he started showing me how the water came and, and, and the best tide to find them on and when the water does a certain way and, and what to train your eye to look for. And then there's a pier, right? There's Garden City Pier. And he said that that thing is loaded with sharks and he said they're breaking off teeth and you watch where the tide comes those teeth will come right over here to you and as he explained it to me i started getting it so we're all starting to, we, we switched gears we've gone from shells to shark teeth and, and and lo and behold i started finding some and kenzie wanted to find a shark tooth so bad and i mean she's if you knew her she when she got she ended up finding more than anybody, but she had to get trained. She had to train her eyes on how to find it, just like I had to train my eyes. And she couldn't find one and couldn't find one and couldn't find one. And I finally found a really good one. So what I did was I put it down by my feet. I'm like, Kenzie, let's look, let's look, let's look. Like I can say, she's, I mean, she's like glued in. She's almost like a hound dog. Yeah. <laughs> And I wish you could have seen my daughter when she found that, sh that, that, that shark tooth because she thought she found it. 
And she thought she found it right beside her dad. And her dad missed it, but she found it. And I never told her any different. When she found that, she, was, oh, she screamed, she picked it up, she took off running, showing it to mom, showing it to everybody. And she was so excited about that first shark tooth. And it, it lit the fire inside of her. But for her, that was a treasure. It was a treasure. And, and, and these scriptures, according to God's word, is treasure. And the wisdom of his word is a treasure. And guess what? It is for us. And here's the thing I've tried to explain to you through the years, that the wisdom of God and the treasures of God and the revelation of His Word, it's not hidden from us. It's hidden for us. It's not hidden from me so that I can't get it. It's hidden for me so that I can have it at the right time. And if I will seek Him and treat it as treasure, it will be something that will bless me, and I'll know who I got it from. See, Kenzie didn't know that her father put that down there for him. But he knows. He's laid treasure out just for us. And we don't get it from ourselves. We get it from him. And we get it from his word. So he says this. Uh, verse 8, it says, He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of His saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good path. When wisdom enters your heart. That's the scripture I'm going to start with right there for right now. When wisdom enters your heart. What is the answer to Jeremiah's true statement of what God was giving him as instruction? The heart is deceitful above all things. What is the answer to that? Jesus said the greatest commandment is this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all of your strength. The answer to that is right there when wisdom enters your heart when wisdom hits a place that is the most deceitful place it's not the most deceitful place now now the heart is good soil and the seed of his word comes and it begins to grow inside of me here's the crazy thing about the soil of your heart. And it's explaining the seed produces after own, its own kind. The Bible says we have to guard our heart. When strange things start growing out, out, of, out of us, you ever had something just come up in you and like, hmm, where did that come from? That's, I don't think that's who I am. You ever surprised yourself just a little bit in one of your responses? I have. You ever disappointed yourself with one of your responses? Let me ask you this. Have you ever disappointed your family with one of your responses? You ever been glad you were out of town and nobody knew who you were? But they do. They know. I, I'm just telling you. I mean, we're, 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 we're real, right? We're people here. We... We, we need to know these things, right, so that we don't repeat those. A whole lot of your life, the, a whole lot of the good things in your life is because actions are repeatable, right? You need to strive to make things repeatable. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Repeatable things. Make them repeatable. Find, find the effective path for things and repeat that. Well, that, that his word and it can start as a routine because it's going to take discipline to get into his word. But that once you get in there, you, you start, hey, I, I love this. I did, I did not realize. I thought reading his word, made, it's, it's just like a chore. Well, you got to fight for it. But then the benefit of it comes out. And you're like, my gosh, I just, I love his word. And to become a, a lover of his word 
I, I, I'm not trying to, to get us to read Proverbs so that we can read it again and again. And at the end of the year, we got 12 times we wrote, we, we read the Proverbs. And we, we get a little brass pen that we put on the ones. If you read it one time, you get one pen. If you read it 12 times, you get 12 pens. If you got six pens, oh, you're close, but you're not all the way there yet. Reminds me of the guy. Oh, I love this one. The guy who went to church one Sunday morning and he received the humility pen. In front of everybody, they gave, they gave him the humility pin. The next Sunday, they had to take it back. Why? Because he wore it. <laughs> You're welcome. You can use that all you want. It is good year after year after year. I use that one all the time. The humility pin. That's one of my favorite ones. <sighs> so just a little bit more. When wisdom enters your heart, wisdom enters your heart. Are you telling me? That wisdom can enter your heart. Let me tell you what I'm telling you. Your heart is the most deceitful thing there is. But God sees that you've got to live this life. And you're going to live a whole lot of your life out of your heart. And there's a place where wisdom can enter your heart. And if it does, you'll live your life successfully. And if you don't, you will live your life according to a... You know what? Here, here's why. Here's why the heart is so deceitful. Because out of it, our emotions come. Yeah. And can't that one be a booger? Can't that one be emotionally? I mean, like, and the Bible's telling this. It says, if you're going to love the Lord your God, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you're going to uh, accomplish that it's going to be through his wisdom entering your heart you're not going to be able to add a boy that one enough on your own you're not going to be able to discipline yourself and 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 and, and read 12 point books and and seven point books and the, the three ways to succeed in this area you're going to get it right here through his word when wisdom enters your heart i want to look at one more verse of scripture it's in psalms chapter 119 it starts like this chapter 119 the first two verses blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the lord blessed are those who keep his testimonies who seek him with the whole heart You've disciplined your heart. You've given up the territory of your heart. You've surrendered the territory of your heart to follow Him. And what will He do? He'll fill your heart. He'll fill your heart with His wisdom. When wisdom has entered your heart. It's what Proverbs 2.10 says. When wisdom has entered your heart. When you see, you'll seek Him just like a treasure hunter. You'll seek him because when you find it, you'll want to put that someplace inside of you. And if you go to uh, verse 105, it says this, Your word, remember the lamp last week? Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. I'm sorry, back up. I went too quick to that. I need to read on down. The first chapter. Let me, let me start all over. I'm going to go through the 16th verse. Psalm 119. Just listen at this. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who keep him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed. You see that shame is associated with not keeping his statutes, not doing what you knew to do. Just so you know where shame comes from. When I look into all your commandments, I will praise you with uprightness of what? Heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not, mis do not forsake me utterly. Now all the young men, this next verse is for you. How can a young man cleanse his way? 
by taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes with my lips. I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. He says this, your word, your testimonies, your precepts, your commandments, as much as all of your riches, I have placed a value on them. I've put a value on them. It says, I've, I've, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I, so in other words, I have treasured your word and I have put it in my heart. We said this at the beginning. We said to know it, to perceive it, to receive it. And then we said this, chapter 2, if you receive it. If you receive it, wisdom will enter your heart. I want that. I, want, I, I don't want to ever get away from that. And it comes from this. What is treasure to you? Oh, we could we could we could debate that in about half a second. Oh, that's just past, that's just rocks. Okay, to you it's just rocks. To me, somebody worked that. I found that. I love it. I'm, I'm going to keep. That's a treasure to me. But His Word, we can't debate that. You've got to see His Word as treasure. And if you don't see His Word as Trevor treasure, you have perceived it the wrong way, and you will never receive what He has for you. Can't get away from that. It, it, it's when you see something of value and you place a value on something that is proper and, and the value that it deserves, that's when the thing will change to you and it'll be what it needs to be. There's a learning curve with it. There's, there, there's a learning curve with your heart because it's deceitful. It's compared to soil. Where seeds are planted, planted is like hiding something, a word I've, I've hidden in my heart. And then things start sprouting out of what goes into my heart. That's when you know. If crazy stuff is getting sprouted up here in your life, there's, there's only two ways to, define, to describe that, to, to know where that came from. Either you did it or a stranger did it, according to the Word of God. And that's why your job is to... Guard your heart, protect your heart, and be careful about what's going in. And if you put, look, your enemy, the Bible describes the enemy as wanting to put strange seed inside of you while you sleep. And if those things start coming up on you, let me tell you what will produce. You, you remember I, when I preached a sermon to you, as I, and I was real heavy on things coming and growing out of you because of the seed that you put in. And for those who have some seed that is inside of you that you know you put in a long time ago, it would almost seem, seem hopeless because that's going to come out at some time. But the Lord showed me something else because He showed me this. He said, when those things have happened and you've turned to Him and you've got things in your life that you know that are going to come up one day, pray for crop failure. Pray for crop failure in those. Here's the other thing you do. You fill your heart, you fill your soil with His Word, and it will weed the rest of it out, and it'll fix the rest of it. We used to have a garden out back here. We used to have a garden. We, we tried it a couple years. We we're going to have a community garden. We, we worked that thing. We plowed that thing. We turned it up. We planted corn, peppers, onions, cucumbers, all kinds of stuff out there, fruits, vegetables. And the deer were so glad that we did that. They ate every crumb of it. But I thought I would be smart, and I thought I would put um, weed killer between the rows of the corn. Killed every one of them. Crop failure, I caused it. Sometimes you'll pray for crop failure. That time I wanted something good. To, if, I want, if I want him, 
uh, active in my life and the goodness of him springing up in my life, I've got to take responsibility. Remember, if you do, if you do, if I put his word in, <clears throat> excuse me, if I put his word in, good is going to come out. But it depends on what I value. Hear this. It, it, it's all going to come up with how much I value it. If I value his word, I'll put his word inside of me. It, the Bible says that if you treasure it, You'll hide it inside of you. Now listen to this. I was having a yard sale. And I knew my junk, some of it was junk. I knew some of it was a value. But I knew this. I wasn't going to get the value out of it that I thought I should get. Now, I've got a yard sale going on right here. And I, I started marking things, 10 cents, 25 cents. And then I had a free box. And that was just junk. Thank you, Billy. This is something, I'll tell you something about human nature right here. I had this yard sale stuff and so I had items 10 cents 25 cents can I tell you there was not a great deal of difference between 10 cents and 25 cents and a free box and then I had other stuff marked that I thought the good stuff I thought I could get something for I marked it on up you know 10 cents 25 cents I had a brother come by one of my family members came by saw my yard sale he just looked at it, and he said, what is this? I said, hey, that's the deal, man. Ten cents, 25 cents. He said, what is this? He said, that's a free box. You have anything you want there for free. He's like, John, you're crazy. He said, ain't hey, none of that going to sell. He said, let me help you. Tore up those signs, 10 cents, 25 cents. Tore off those stickers. Take the empty box, pour it out. The empty, throw, throw the free box away. Let everything out there. He said, from now on, everything's a dollar. I was like, you, you crazy. He goes, no, you crazy. This is my brother. I can talk to him like this. He said, if you want to sell it to somebody, put a value on it. Can I tell you things started going like hotcakes? Because all of a sudden, they perceived, oh, good night. That's... That's worth a dollar, I know, you know. Ten cent didn't move it. Twenty-five cent didn't move it. Free didn't even move it. But I put a dollar on it. He said, don't sell anything for less than a dollar. He said, if you're going to sell it for less than a dollar, throw it away. Nobody, It's junk. Nobody wants it. But you got to make them think that they're getting something of value. Can I tell you, you decide how valuable things are in your life. And it took me seeing somebody else saying that before I realized I'm missing out. I'm selling. I, I haven't put a proper value on it. If I don't put a proper value on it, how can I expect anybody else to? You know what happened at the end of that yard sale? Somebody showed up at the end. You know the worst part of a yard sale is the end, 1 o'clock. Two o'clock if you've completely lost your mind and, and it's a hot day and your brain is, is bubbling and you've got brain matter bubbling out of your ears because it's so hot. That's nasty, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, strike that one. The worst part of a yard sale is cleaning up afterwards because you know where it usually goes? Say it. It don't go back to my garage ever. Goodwill. Goodwill. Out of the goodness of my heart, I give it to them, the junk. That yard sale right there, somebody showed up at the end. And this is, he looked at all that stuff, and like everything's a dollar. He said, how much for everything? I said, I ain't going to tell you what I told him. <laughs> Best yard sale I ever had, I can tell you that. And we piled it all in his van. And we were done. I've never been done with a yard sale like that. Done. Like, go. My yard's cleaned up. All I got left is like, oh, dude, now you can't have my tables. I'm keeping my tables. 
everything else. Put it in a box. Put it, put it in the van. He looked so happy, and he gave me the cash. and drove away. I'm like, I'm done with the yard sale. I'm a yard sale king. Because all of a sudden, I started valuing something the way it should be valued. So my question was, do you love him with all of your heart? Because if you love him with all your heart, you will feel his wisdom entering your heart. You'll feel the skill set for this life coming into you. Answers that you couldn't get before all of a sudden become plain to you. Because you put a value on something that is valuable. Will you come, Christine? Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. I will hide your treasured word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. I have placed a value on my heart. Out of my heart are going to flow my issues. I got issues. You got issues. All God's people got issues. But out of my heart will flow the issues of life. What if my issues that used to be bad stop being so bad? And start being good. Because wisdom has entered my heart. Can I tell you a chapter a day? I'm talking three minutes max. I've been saving mine like a treasure. I save mine till the end of the day because by habit Walker comes to our room and, and we get in his word for a minute. And he's a teenage boy that is becoming a man and that's shrouded in questions. So instead of just saying, son, I'll, I'll pray for you. It'll be all right. You'll grow out of it. You just won't, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's take three minutes, son. And I see it, wisdom enter his heart. And there's nothing like that. There's nothing like your children finding out who you are and repeating who you are back to you. My oldest, Michaela, she has a little running joke. She'll tell me something, and then at the end she'll say, now let's pray. And she's kidding and she's joking, but she knows <laughs> we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We pray, don't we? Michaela, she said, I'll say, okay, Dad, let's pray. <laughs> it's not because Cam drove by and, Michaela, we need to look like we're praying. A member's driving by. Let's pray. Because the best thing I can do for her heart is go to our source. I mean, if it bothers you and you mentioned it to me, let's go to our source. And when she was about 15, 16 years old, My little buddy, 
She said, Dad, something's going on at school because stuff goes on at school, right? Those of you ready? If it goes on, it goes on. And she said, it's this girl, and she's doing something. And I just want to. She said what she wanted to do. And, and she said, Dad, Dad, what do you think I need to do? What, what do you think I should do? And she, what she wanted was the rules of the house. Even though she knew what the rules of the house were, she just wanted to hear Dad say, we do this, we do this, we do this. Can I tell you the rules of the house are good for a while? But raising children is a system of lengthening the leash. And one day you'll lengthen it so far And that's what I did with you, boy. And that's why I love you so much. But that day, God just poured wisdom on me. And she said, Dad, what should I do? And I looked at her and I said, Michaela, what's the Lord saying to you? Remember? What's the Lord saying to you? In other words, 15 years old, 16 You know the rules of the house by now. Those are good. Those will help you. But what's the Lord saying to you? And what came out of her in that moment, she thought about it. She said, I think, I think the Lord's telling me this. It was the answer. You'll know because it will agree with his word. You'll know because it won't be what just jumps out of your flesh. You'll know because an exchange has taken place. And what you wanted to do will become what you don't do. And you'll be able to learn to control yourself. Control your flesh. That's not an easy one. Because wisdom has entered your heart. Now you have a say-so in your issues. Now you have a say-so in your garden. Do you know that according to His Word, it says, you are the planting of the Lord? And He says that this, and then He says that, He said, you're oaks of righteousness. He calls us better than we are a lot of times, doesn't he? He knows the potential that's in us just like he knew that desert plant that said, it said that the description of it is a stunted plant. It'll always be a stunted plant. Don't always be a stunted plant planting of the Lord when he has so much potential for each one of us let wisdom enter your heart amen father thank you that your 